What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward today with Ken Tucker. He's the founder of Changescape Web, a company focused on protecting your online reputation. If you're a small or medium size or even a large business owner, this is something that's going to be really important for you. And this is a great episode for you today. How are you today, Ken? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for joining us. Really important topic. So glad you're here to join us. And actually, this is the first time we've really touched on this. But before we get into that, Ken, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, my background, um, I have a uh, an undergraduate degree in philosophy. Oh, wow. And uh, went to graduate school for public administration, okay. and so I uh, have that degree. And then uh, when I tried, when I well, not when I tried to graduate, when I did graduate, uh, the job market wasn't really great for me. So mm-hmm. I decided to take the first job I got. That landed me in St. Louis, where I've been ever since. Oh, it's a beautiful and city. It, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, finally, some nice weather here. Ted Drew, Schnucks. Yeah. I lived in St. Louis for a year. So. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. That got me into the world of software development, oh, okay. and, uh, and and so I did that, and I had the great luxury of working on two large, full lifecycle software development projects from the business process reengineering aspect all the way through the implementation of the of the brand new modernized software applications. And so um, when I did that, I, uh, I, I got an opportunity to go to work to manage uh, the IT services business for another company, uh, which got me into the world of marketing because we were doing proposals nonstop. We had to find ways to differentiate ourselves. And so I actually wound up uh, building a team of, uh, of marketers that could help us be a lot more nimble mm-hmm. uh, in, in the proposal response and differentiation and, and uh, collection of you know uh, customer success stories and things like that. And that's really what I dis- when I decided that that's really what I would rather prefer doing in, as a living. So wow. <laughs> in, in 2005, I started my company and 2008 really have transitioned into just being focused solely on uh, the digital marketing space. Well, I got to ask you, Ken, I mean, starting out in philosophy and in public administration, did you ever imagine that this is how your career where your entrepreneurial journey would (laughs) unfold? No, not at all. I mean, but, you know, I went to college to get an education. Um, I wanted to learn how to learn. And my philosophy was, you know, if I'm if if I if I'm good at learning and I can adapt and I do love learning, that's one of the things I absolutely love about my job the most today is Mm. it's always changing. And 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 so, uh, yeah, no, there's no way I would have predicted this. (laughs) Well, Ken, I also want to talk a little bit about uh, what you do today. So one of the things that you focus on, which I think is super important for our moving forward listeners, is that you help business owners, entrepreneurs protect their online reputation. So talk a little bit about how that became part of your wheelhouse. Okay. Well, uh, most of the companies that I work with have a have a focus where they do business uh, in a local community. So mm-hmm. it could be services where they go out to their customers' locations, mm-hmm. or it could be people coming into their place of business. Either one. But as long as it's you know kind of focused in the in a particular geographic area, um, you know that's that's really what I've I've done a lot of uh, of work with uh, with those types of customers. There, when you look at 
the most impactful things for the price uh, or investment. Uh, online reputation is probably the number one thing. Wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's this term called local search engine optimization and Mm -hmm. search engine optimization, you know, is, is going to be completely different for a big national brand or an international brand versus local. For for our listeners, I mean, can you kind of give the basic explanation of what search engine optimization is? Yeah. So search engine optimization are the things that you can do to make your website more findable for the search phrases that people are typing in. And so, you know, you have to think about keyword research, you have to create content, you have to organize that content uh, on, on web pages in a particular way so that Google can crawl that content and index it for uh, pulling it up in search results. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, by creating content, you you tend to build inbound links from other websites that serve as testimonials almost, if you will, for the quality and the type of content that you're posting. And, you know, all of those websites that link to your website, they all have different authority in the eyes of the search engines, Google and Bing. And and so those, you know, by those linking to your website, you know, it it just kind of gives you know, the thumbs up to the search engines to say that this is this is a website that has quality content. Uh, if you're paying attention to what you're, you know, when you put the content on your website, the structure of your website, where you don't have any uh, errors or, or, or sloppy things, sloppy mistakes that are out there, all of that kind of stuff rolls up into search engine optimization. Absolutely. And and it's I'm so glad that you define that for our listeners. So really, it's it allows your ideal customers or clients to find you, which is the, the whole purpose of having that, that web presence. So talk a little bit about the other side of this, which is the online reputation of the person who's being searched on Google or Bing. Yeah. So when somebody types in a, a search phrase for a product or service plus a location, they're going to get um, – that's what we consider a local search. Mm-hmm. And that usually is going to fire one of those Google Map results. Uh, we've all seen it, you know, where you get three businesses that pop up on a map. And that's – honestly, for most businesses, that is the single most important space that they mm-hmm. could be displayed in uh, without having to pay for advertising. Right. And so the way you do that is you get Google reviews and, and, you know, you have to make a focus of, you know, asking your customers to go write Google reviews. Mm -hmm. Now, Google has just recently made a change to their policy where, um, you know, they really don't want you to have do any review gating, um, which is, which is kind of filtering, uh, people that you're asking to write reviews, they want it to happen organically. Mm -hmm. But the, the reality is if you're not asking, people who've had a great experience at your business to go write a review, the reviews that are going to be written, if any, are going to skew to the negative. And, and so when you have, you know, bad reviews about your business, that can be devastating. Yeah. If you have no reviews, that also speaks volumes because it says to a potential searcher, nobody's cared enough about this business mm-hmm. to even make a comment about it. And, you know, reviews are, are you know, especially in particular industries they become really pretty common. Uh, there's still so many businesses that have not really made a, uh, you know, a, a concerted push to, to ask customers for feedback and reviews. Uh, or if they do, they're, they're doing it on sites that while they're important, they don't, they don't ultimately, in my mind, they don't carry the weight of a Google review. There's, you know, if you can pick one site to ask people to go write reviews on, I would say it's, it's Google just because really? of that Google map result. Yeah. 
unless you're a highly niched type of a, a business. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, Google reviews are absolutely paramount. And actually, I've got to ask you, as someone who has studied philosophy, and I've heard this time and again, and I, I remember learning this in business school, and it seems to be true, people are more likely to write about a negative experience than they are a positive experience. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's just part of the way we're hardwired. Um, you know, I've seen, I haven't done a lot of in-depth research into this, but I have read a couple of articles that, that do talk about, you know, the, the memories that we tend to have, you know, we all remember those bad examples that happened and they kind of stick in our brain. Those things stick deeply in people's minds and they remember those because it's like, it just didn't seem right. It was a bad negative experience. Mm -hmm. The the reality is, you know, all of the great things that happen in in those two scenarios, those just kind of flow over us and, and we tend, we don't remember those as deeply. So I think the negative memories stick deeper. I, I think the other thing is, you know, people, um, they want to protect other people. I mean, they're, you know, and so when they have a bad experience, they almost feel like it's their mission to, you know, to, to warn others mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and do that, uh, you know, and that's a much more stronger motivation than going out there and writing a positive review. Now, you know, there are, depending on the types of customers that you have, the demographics, you know, that may or may not always hold true. I mean, you know, if you're a business where influencers uh, tend to migrate to or maybe even younger um, younger folks, maybe they're more inclined to go write reviews than, you know, somebody uh, older in life. Uh, culturally, just because they've grown up with it, they've experienced it. But but by and large, yeah, no, no the negative um, reviews way out skew the uh, the positive. That's interesting. If, if you just if you just let it happen. Yeah. So what we're what we're big advocates of is taking control of the process and don't right. just let it happen. I mean, make it as easy as possible for people to go find the review sites that are going to matter to your business. Yeah. You know, Google is obviously, you know, incredibly important. Facebook can be important. Uh, you know, if you're home services, you know, you might want to do something like home advisor or Angie's list. Uh, if you're in the legal profession, you know, a site like Avo, mm-hmm. AVVO, yep. um, you know, all of those places, you know, those are places that people go to, to look for, trusted resources. How about and Yelp? So, what's your, what's your take? Oh on yeah, Yelp? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yelp is Yelp. You know, when you look at search results, Yelp typically, uh, displays, uh, for local search results higher than any organic listings. Ah, and, and, and they're, they frequently will have like the top 10 of whatever category it is that you are searching, uh, underneath the map results, usually in one of the top two or three, or four uh, organic listings, yeah. uh, which is you know which is where you're going to show up where you're not paying to be found by 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 search, you know. So the the other differentiation there is you know you can pay for ads on on Google or or Bing for that matter, uh, you know to to be listed up at the top of the search result page for mm-hmm. a, a set of search phrases, but you know if you're not going to do that, the Google Maps and and Yelp listings. And therefore, Yelp reviews are really, really important. Now, Yelp is very particular about not they, – they do not want you to do anything to try to influence the reviews that are being written on right. Yelp. Right. No, that's great. Great share. And so, Ken, you've got a pretty big why. I mean, you're helping businesses not only get found, but really manage, take control of their online reputation. So what would you say is the biggest challenge you face today in achieving that goal? 
Well, I think a lot of customers just feel uncomfortable asking for mm-hmm. people to, to write reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they put together a, a review system in place, just it, it's, you know, just a, you, you've got you've to make it part of your process. Mm. You've got to train your sales force or, or your service staff to just kind of get into the habit of, of asking, you know, people are not going to be offended if you ask them to go write reviews. They may ignore it. They may do it. They may not do it, but studies show that if you don't ask them, they're not going to go write. They're not going to be inclined to write a review unless they've had a bad experience. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, now the other thing that's really important in terms of online reviews, having some less than stellar reviews is actually can be a a benefit to your business. When you look at, responding i i'm a big advocate of responding to every single review that comes in mm-hmm. whether it's positive or negative if it's uh if it's negative you know you have to be careful um my recommendation is try to take that offline so you know express concern that your customer didn't have a great experience uh and ask them to contact you either give them a you know a customer service phone number or an email address and make sure that you respond yeah. you know when they reach out to you by all means but by doing that you're demonstrating that you do care to other folks you're taking it offline because honestly i mean somebody may have just been ha- having a bad day bad and day. Yeah. You, yeah you never know when you're putting fuel you know onto the fire sure. so you have sure. to be a little careful with neg- you know responding to negative reviews but I, there is also algorithmically there's a there's a, a benefit to responding to these reviews because the you know the review sites see that you're paying attention yeah and and so when you're responding to those reviews they know that they're just not uh, going unnoticed that you're active actively a- engaging with your customers which I think is a very positive thing yeah and and you know people see that it also fills up more space honestly when people are looking at review sites when you do respond it takes up more screen space if you will and so I think that's a good thing as well so talk a little bit about what you're doing to change the narrative for your clients to get them more comfortable in engaging in online reviews also in putting out more content so that they can increase their visibility yeah so I, I think the first thing is to help them create and institutionalize a review a review system mm-hmm. and put that into a, a process that and, and provide the training uh, like I said to to get everybody on board with doing this, then make it super easy for people to go write reviews on the sites that matter for you the most. Don't make them go hunt for it um, you know and it, honestly, if you're an attorney. Do you really want somebody to go write a review for you on, you know, a generic review website? Or do you want them to go write it on Google? Or do you want them to go write it on Avo? Right. I mean, occasionally you can go back and ask people, you know, to write a review on maybe a couple of different sites. But that's that's pushing it, in my opinion. And you're going to get, you know, some pushback maybe from some folks if you do that. Make it easy for them to find the review sites that matter to you the most, whether it's signage in your building, whether it's, you know, a a, a service ticket that you leave with somebody as you're wrapping up a service call, you know, and maybe as you're leaving circle, um, you know, where they can go write the review Uh, and and, and encourage them to do. And, you know, and then for for like the service folks, I mean, I've got a, a friend of mine. That, um, you know, he's trained his, his service team before they back out of the driveway after a service call. They'll also write a postcard 
to uh, that they're going to drop in the mail at the end of the day, thanking the customer for their business and also making it easy for them to go find the review link if they do want to go write a review. And I think that's a brilliant strategy. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Tips. Yeah. Well, Ken, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? I am. All right. Well, you've already shared some great knowledge bursts. So I'm really interested in digging a little deeper into this. So I've talked to a lot of business owners and managing an online reputation for a lot of uh, business owners, especially the small business owners, can be overwhelming. And you've talked about some great tips to make this part of your DNA. So share one tip for a business owner to really prioritize this, make this something that's an organic part of their workflow. I think the most important thing is to, you've just got to get comfortable asking people to go write reviews yeah. and and create a process that people will actually use to okay. do that. Yeah, that's great. Best way to respond to a negative post on social media or a review site? Uh, again, I think... What I would recommend there is acknowledge that somebody is frustrated, had uh, you know had a, a what they see as a negative experience, and and you know demonstrate that you're concerned about that and that you want to try to make it right, but then take that offline, and and give them you know a customer uh, service email or phone number that they can call and then follow up. Awesome. <laughs> because if you don't do it. the follow up, that's you know that's not going to satisfy the person who had the bad experience. And Ken, I'm interested to ask you, so what is one small step or change or choice that you're making today to move forward? I guess the thing that I'm the most excited about is um, building a series of sales funnels. Um, You know, I, I, I create a lot of content and, and I'm, you know, I, I feel it's kind of my mission to help educate small business owners because there are a lot of there's a lot of bad advice out there. And unfortunately I've talked to so many of them who've had that experience. So I, you know, for me, what's really valuable is to create content. It could be an ebook or a checklist, build that relationship with a customer. Uh, if you build a sales funnel in the right way, you're going to give something, you know, of, of huge value to a potential or existing customer. Uh, and in return, you're asking for their email address and, and they're giving you permission so that you can continue to engage and and help them along through their customer journey through a series of nurturing emails or, you know, uh, for us, we run a lot of diagnostic reports on, you know, the health of their website or, uh, you know, we, we run a review scan for, you know, for their business, uh, you know, that identifies, uh, you know, what their, how many reviews they have on key reviews sites. Or another thing we do is a business listing scan. That's another really important element of um, online reputation. Believe it or not, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to really know this intuitively, but um, the search engines expect to see your business listed with ex- exactly the same core information about your business everywhere. And that core is name, address, phone number, and website link. And if, if you have bad data, you know, an incorrect address or, you know, an incorrect phone number, um, that confuses the search engines and that erodes the search engine's confidence in your reputation online. They're not people. That's the only thing they have really to work with is the quality of the data about your business. So, um, so that's, that's a huge thing that I think people need to take a look (laughs) at. That's quite a choice that you're making today. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. 
These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Ken, are you ready to do a little time travel? I am. All right. We're going to travel ahead five years from today. Tell us a little bit about who Ken is. And actually, I'm going to add to this. What is posted online about you in five years? Ideally, I am traveling the country uh, pretty regularly. I do love to travel. That's one of the cha- things that I love about my business. I I have a team of people here that's that's based, you know, in the St. Louis area. But I love the fact that I can do a lot of my work from anywhere as long as I have access to the internet. So um, you'll probably find me on the road in five years, mm-hmm. and. Um, what people are saying about me online, I, I hope that people are saying that, um, you know, I, I tried to help them dig through and, and solve the mystery of all of the confusing information that's out there about how you can grow your business online. That's a great, great vision in five years. Thank you for sharing that. Ken, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all of the great work that you're doing? So the best place is to go to our website, which is changescapeweb.com. And uh, you can find us on most social media platforms with a handle at Changescape. And uh, I have written a couple of books. I've written a book on uh, online reputation management, and I've also written a book on uh, social media marketing for restaurants that you can find on Amazon. So if you just uh, Google my name when you go to Amazon, uh, you'll probably find my author page there. Practice what you preach. I love it, Ken. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I would love to have you close out the show. So share some parting wisdom with our Moving Forward listeners. So I, I think, um, you know, as uncomfortable as it is, the the world of online marketing is, is um, constantly changing. And so I think... Uh, business owners and 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 your listeners, they need to they need to come to terms with that, and they need to find the best way to deal with that. Either get somebody internally that has that responsibility, hire a trusted resource to to help you stay on top of that. But it's so fundamentally critical for business success these days that you've got to be able to stay up to date with everything that's changing in the world of online and digital marketing. Absolutely. A great way to close out the show. Ken, I want to take the time to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today to share some important tips on this super important topic. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, likewise. And Moving Forward listeners, check it out one more time, bemovingforward.com. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Remember, you can follow us at Be Moving Forward on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.